We're going to get more mm -hmm. five-star reviews. We're going to get mm -hmm. more customers. We're going to get more mm -hmm. referrals. We're going to get more active members. Mm -hmm. And if they're charging accordingly for that five-star service, we're going to hit our five and a half million in revenue. What's up, Jared? Hey, what's up, man? <laughs> Nothing. Just uh, chilling, dude. That one Happy, snuck uh... on me starting that sucker. Yeah, well, I know. I like to sneak up on you. I don't want you to get comfortable. I'm, I'm never comfortable when I'm talking yeah. to other people. Yeah. <laughs> hey, did you ever make did you ever make friends at church? We talked about this a long time ago. So I've been doing <laughs> I've been doing really good at uh shaking hands and smiling when people get up, you know, during the like meet and greet. Uh, yeah, they're like yeah, yeah. say hi to your neighbor or whatever. Actually, those you, those people around. Yeah. Those yeah. other crazy you actually people do it. That showed up to church. Yeah. 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 But I'm not I mean I I don't know. I was thinking about like volunteering for like youth group or something. I feel like I could do that because I'm like, you know, I'm I'm like not old yet, but I'm not yeah, young. Sure. That I yeah. still, I feel like I dress cool enough to where maybe I could like, they'd be like, look at this cool old guy, you know, because to them I'm old. Yep. But yeah, I don't know. So I don't know what that kids I'm not, that I'm not cool anymore. I don't really know. I don't know what kids think are cool. They might look at you and just be like, it looks like an old guy. <laughs> yeah, look at this guy. Why is that Why is that old guy not on his phone all the time? That's yeah, weird. What? He wears black. That's so weird. Yeah, geez, it's hot out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, that could be yeah, cool, though. I mean, that. you never know until you try it. You never know until you try it. True. Very true. I'm actually like pr pretty outgoing when I'm by myself. Mm. It's kind of weird. It's kind of funny, but when I'm with other people, I'm less outgoing. Um, huh. I don't know why that is, but you know, like don't so even, even like with your you <laughs> even even like <laughs> well, thank you, Jared, for sharing. You're... Even like with even like with your family, like does that yeah. count as with other people? Gotcha. Yeah, if I'm with my family, I usually like uh, like I won't strike up a conversation with another person. I'll usually mm. let them do the conversing, and I'll just chill in the background. Yeah, gotcha. Kind of yeah, just let roll. them take the lead in that. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. But you just gotta search yourself. You just gotta be like, nope, it's my time. It's my. This time. is Chris Dill. This is Chris Dill. You should talk to her. Yeah, <laughs> that's. <what I> do. <laughs> hey, yeah. have you met my wife? She's yeah. really cool. Yeah, you should have a conversation. She loves to talk. Very good talk. Yeah. Anytime we want to come over for dinner, I'd be happy to do that. Just text my wife. <laughs> yeah i'll be in the car <laughs> i should just give out my wife's phone number oh gosh <laughs> yeah christelle you made a bunch of friends through me hey we're You're new welcome. at church here's my wife's phone number yeah give her a call arrange whatever you want um uh, that's it yep yeah that'd be good yeah mm, cool cool yeah. dude what are we talking about today um i don't know um scheduling probably dude hey okay. i know like we on the topic of scheduling real quick, I know we talked yeah. about, I think a few episodes ago, talked about, you know, morning routine and schedule and uh -huh. Uh -huh. how important it is. Uh -huh. Dude, I have a new, I have new thoughts about a morning routine. Dude, I'm ready for it. So Get I think pen, morning routines are really important. And mm -hmm. I think like just that, that time of like doing things on a regular basis that are setting yourself ahead. Right. And I have consistently done like my, uh, a version of my morning routine for quite a while now where I get up early enough I drink my coffee, read my Bible, 
do my journal. I write down the things I need to do that day, things where right. I want to go, what I'm doing, where I want to be, right? But since I moved down to Florida, I've been like struggling with my schedule and like actually getting enough done. Like, you know, the whole concept of like getting, um, moving forward like 1% a day. Like if mm -hmm. I can just push mm -hmm. forward and accomplish mm -hmm. 1% every day, I think mm -hmm. it's by the end of the year, you're, you're well above a hundred percent better or well above. Yeah. Makes sense. 375%. Yeah. It's, it actually starts compounding. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I've seen that, like if you can just focus on just getting 1% more like done and better every day, mm -hmm. like you should be working on things that are going to move you forward. And if you can do that mm -hmm. at a 1% rate every day, mm -hmm. then you it just over time it explodes. Mm -hmm. Dude, but I have been struggling to get that done here. Just struggling hard. And what do you mean specifically? Just finding the time in a day to get everything done. And I know like, mm. like me and you talked about it because you work for me and mm -hmm. which is actually another really cool thing that, that we could talk about when people start working for you. Um, Cause like I came to you with this problem of like, dude, I don't have enough time in the day. Like I'm not getting the stuff done to move the business forward. I'm just stuck working on the things mm -hmm. that need to get done every day. And mm -hmm. so there was no moving forward, which would right, be terrible right, sure. for the business. Yeah. Right? Yep. Because then we're not going anywhere and that'd be bad for you. It'd be right. bad for the other employees. Mm -hmm. La di da, la di da. Um, but it's so super cool coming to you. And this is the first, I think this is the first time that this has happened. Like I've had times in my life where, you know, I hired, like I hired your wife. She was my first CSR. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That was amazing. That was the first employee I ever hired was your wife. And she took something that I was doing and started doing it herself. And then I didn't have to do it. And it was, mm -hmm. and, it wasn't even that I didn't have to do it. It was like my brain didn't have to think about doing it either. That right. was the, right. That was like huge. I was like, this is <laughs> completely, completely off your plate. Completely <laughs> off my plate. It was mind boggling how, like how big of a difference that made in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll always be indebted to your wife for that. She's a good, good person. Um, she is. She's pretty cool. She is cool. Um, so, but what was cool, like this time, so now I have um, you working for me and you are, what is your business, what's your title? What do we call you? Uh, director of business development, I think director, was the last title. You are director of business development for Plum Social, <laughs> which I think is a mm -hmm. good title because it doesn't just put you in this one seat. It puts you in like this, I'm developing this business, right? Yeah, Pushing sure, this business sure. forward. So I like it. Mm -hmm. So I came mm -hmm. to you with this problem of not having enough time to get everything done and mm -hmm. I'm not being able to push the business forward and work on the things that I need to work on. And mm -hmm. you were like, well, let's, you know, we kind of tossed around the idea of like, well, maybe, you know, let's delegate first of all. Mm -hmm. And then it was, so do we need to hire another person to like do some of these things that you're doing currently? And then you took it a, like outside of that, outside of our conversation and you, and you were like, you went through and you found, you know, you went and talked with other employees and found more efficient ways to do things mm -hmm. and thought about things from a different perspective and then found a way to make it so that more got done without mm -hmm. having to hire more people and still mm -hmm. free up my time. Right. Yeah. That was the first time that's ever happened. Yeah. Like, that's it, awesome. Like, 
to like for somebody else to think outside the box on my behalf. Yeah. That was rad. Yeah. That's like, that's like my principal, my principal goal in life is to arrive at the answers to your problems before you even recognize that they're a problem. Yeah. Or even like, just, even just having somebody to recognize your problems. Right. Oh yeah. We should all have that person like in life and in business. Mm -hmm. And then like, if you're, if you're unified with that person, then you can work together to sort of overcome that problem. And yeah. And I think that's why like couples, when they couple together on a business, I think that's mm -hmm. why they do so good because typically the wife is like way more mm -hmm. in tune with what your problems are. Yeah. You know I would I mean? say that I would say that they either do really well or they do really poorly because the couples aren't ready to like actually grapple with their problems internally. Yeah. And then they come to the business and then suddenly it's like, Oh wow, we're not actually willing to like work on ourselves and work on our marriage. And so then our business is going to suffer as well. Cause I think I see that too in certain circumstances. Yeah. But it's the same, it's the same principle though. Like it's the same principle. It's just the negative side. Yeah. Yeah. I know for me, like when I, cause I grew prospector to a point, before Christelle kind of quit her job and came on board full time. And not that she didn't help. She definitely helped a lot. Um, mm -hmm. But then when she came on board, it was, it was less of her working on the business and her more of like pointing mm. out where I'm going wrong or how I'm thinking wrong or yeah. what is actually holding me back. And mm -hmm. it was extremely, extremely helpful to have that insight. Um, yeah. But it's cool. It's cool yeah. to have it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I actually never. Yeah. Because I never actually talked to you if, and it sounds like we did that. I mean, through Costin and I's efforts, really, we hopefully yeah. un gave you more time through what we were trying to do. Because I never yeah, really closed cool. that loop like, with I, you. I had a meeting with Costin this morning, and we laid out like he's taken over posting all the content. Um, mm -hmm. He found a new way to do the titles on the reels that save him hours. Mm -hmm. Me and you on our last podcast, we were like, hey, if we just record it this way, then it can require less editing time. Mm -hmm. You know, really mm -hmm. just like dialed in and got a little more efficient. Whereas mm -hmm. like on the on the front end, it would have been so easy just to go, yeah, we'll just sure. hire we'll just hire somebody. Yeah. Rather than go to that, okay, how do we make this work? Like, can we make this work with the people we have? Yeah. Or do we actually really need to hire somebody? It's probably an important question to ask, you know, in the future. Yeah. And I think always asking that question, no matter how big you get, because the bigger you get, conceivably, it gets easier to be like, let's just hire homeboy for whatever, because he can yeah. just do it and we'll find work for him. But that's not doing that employee any justice because you don't have a full built out job description for them. And the last thing we want is coworkers who don't have enough work to fill their time. Because yep. they don't want that. We don't want that. And really, like, innovation is always encouraged through, like, times of difficulty. Like, that's when you're going to innovate. Is yep. when you're, like, pressed. And you're like, okay, like, what if we couldn't hire somebody, but we still need to do this? How do we do this? And I think if, we are, if we're always innovating, I think it's just going to be so much better for us and for anybody. Yeah, totally. It's cool. Yeah, cool. Well, yeah, I'm glad that that was helpful because it was it was fun talking to Costin, like trying to problem solve through like, man, how can we do this? Like we can figure this out and like, you know, walking through all the scenarios like, well, if we do this, it looks like this. But if we don't do that, then maybe this. And so um, 
Yeah. It's also fun working with people who are down to just like brainstorm and come up with solutions and everybody's down to like do the work to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Like that's really fun. Like if you don't have that in your team, then like you got to do some work to get that or, you know, worst case scenario, remove the people who are keeping you from that. Cause it's like, man, that, that collaborative environment of problem solving is really, really cool and really fun. Actually makes work a lot more fun. That's probably the most exciting part about like this business that we're working on now and probably a lot of our future businesses is I feel like we have that option. Whereas with the yeah. with like the plumbing business, like we have such a lack of guys. Like we've just hired anybody we can get our hands on. And then the we've kept the ones on that are like that we can deal with or that can right. hang. Right. Right. And so like <laughs> You, it's tough to come like we're always short guys and it's come to tough to, or it's tough to come to like those points where you're like okay let's collaborate let's let's see mm. if we can make this work a different way because you're just you're dealing with plumbers first of all and then <laughs> there's never enough of them so you're just trying to get yeah. as many as you can and you're always overwhelmed with work uh, yeah and yeah it's it's cool to have this other business where we're like get to think things through and and do them differently right. and mm-hmm build this team that can really collaborate and have a cool culture that way. It's pretty exciting. I think it'll be fun. Yeah. How, how would you like, what are the biggest things that you've done in your plumbing business that's impacted the culture in a positive way? So I was actually just talking to my general manager about this, Eddie. And, uh, because we were, you know, we've like, we hired our general manager and then it was like, okay, now he's managing the business. He's managing the guys, the day-to-day, the little nitty-gritty stuff got him trained. And then it was like, okay, so now we really need to like refine this business. Mm, and so sure. we spent probably a good six, seven months just refining, like getting this thing, like getting our profit margins up, getting rid of wastefulness, processing things, systemizing things, and making sure it runs like a real smooth machine mm-hmm. um, so that we don't have to be involved every day. Right. Right. So creating, you know, the SOPs for everything, like this is how we do it period. Right. Right. Um, and then mm-hmm. writing mm-hmm. that down and then training employees like, okay, here's your SOPs. Here's where you find this information. And then they go read the information. Oh, this is what I do. And if they forget, they go back to their SOP. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so cool. It, so it makes the business run real smooth. Um, but then, you know, then we're like, we got to this point in the refinement process where we're like, okay, so now it's down to we've got like all the systems in place. We've got everything to where we're being as profitable as possible. And the only way to get better mm. is to make our team better. Sure. So, so how do we go about m- making our team better? Because I don't, I don't believe like, you know, we reached 5 million in revenue. We reached, you know, 20, 25% profit margin somewhere in there. Um, Mm -hmm. And I don't believe, I don't want to just stop. Sure. I don't want to grow my business physically in size anymore, (laughs) but to not continually try to get better at it seems like a shame. Mm -hmm. Um, Seems like if I, we can continually get better and make the business better and better and better, then we're going to continue to dominate our market. It's right. yep. If we can do yep. that over a long period of time, it's going to be so hard for somebody new to come in. Sure, of course. Because we're just going to have this crazy, like super efficient, awesome machine going, right? 
And it's going to take them years to be able to build that. Whereas we'll we'll already have it down. So Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. all that said, we are down to like, how do we create a culture and how do we motivate our team Mm. in order to come to work, enjoy their job and really believe in what we're doing and have a desire to push that forward. And that's a tough thing to do. It's very hard. Yeah. It's very hard. Especially Mm. when you're dealing with plumbers, right? Sure. Why do you think that is? Can you speak to that just for a second? Because I think because they're not naturally like, you know, they haven't worked in an environment like that before. They haven't worked in an environment (laughs) where, where they come to work and they feel like they're part of a team. It's always, it's usually a like me against you against the contractor, you know, every guy (laughs) for himself kind of thing. Or maybe they split up into little clicks, Mm. like these two or three guys, you know, like these have this click over here and these guys have this click over here and they kind of butt heads. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know that you can ever get rid of all of that just because of the nature of of the business and who you're dealing Mm -hmm. with. Nothing against plumbers, by the way. Um, sure. Of they course. just, I believe that they just, you know, cause I used to be a plumber. I used to be just like that. Um, but it was through things that I learned through experiences that I had that, that I kind of grew past that and realized, right. Oh, if mm-hmm. I want to take advantage of these opportunities, then I have to, you know, kind of become different. I have to become a right. different person. And so we've been really like trying to figure out, how do we get our guys on board with that? And we've tried a lot of different things. And I would say, so we've tried, you know, creating incentive, monetary incentive. We've tried, Mm -hmm. you know, creating, um, you know, lots of benefits to work there. Um, We've created, you know, a comfortable space for them in the shop with snacks and, you know, beef jerky and fizzy water and, buying whatever their favorite snacks are. Um, we throw parties for them, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say all of that has worked to some extent. Sure. Um, because we have gotten better. We've seen our metrics get better with our team, but I still think there's more room for improvement. Um, and so we have, as of lately, you know, we we used to go and define like, what our expectations of our technicians are. And mm-hmm. we had all these things we wanted our technicians to do. We, we wanted them to, you know, man, I'm not going to be able to think of them all, but like one off the top of my head was, um, we were struggling on getting more five-star reviews. So we wanted to, we mm-h. made a goal and that's part of it. We started making goals of where we want to be sure. by the end of the year. Sure. So we want to hit. Were a those goals was it company goal or was that <clears throat> individual company goals? goal? Company goal. Okay. So we made a, a revenue goal, and and we we wanted to base these goals on something that we feel that everybody in the company can impact, like everybody right. in the sure. company can have an impact on these. Um, and so they were revenue. Um, we have a five star review goal. We want to get to a thousand five star reviews. Um. And then there was a couple other ones. I have them here in my journal. They were pretty good. So, and then we were like, okay, so we have these goals. So let's let's give these guys these goals. Let's tell them. Let's um, 
let's write them up on the board and let's let's go hey these are our goals for the year you guys can all help us hit it right so that way they feel mm-hmm. like they're a part of something and it was just like they were just like yeah you know after first quarter sure. we were a little shy on our revenue goal and one of our guys said well i mean we'll make it up in like quarter three or quarter four because that's busy season sure and he was sure. like yeah, it's not the point. It's not the point. Start out the year shy of your goal. Like, yeah, yeah. What if we hit our quarter goal uh, and then we blew it out of the water on quarter three and quarter four? How cool would that be? Like, that'd be even yeah, cooler, right? Sure, sure. You know, mm. um, and so what we came up with this is our newest thing, right? We, yeah, we, we basically toned it down to. We're only going to preach at them five or three different things. So our goals were a thousand reviews, five million, five point five million in revenue, and two thousand active memberships. Right now we're at a thousand, and so those are our goals for the year. And then we broke them down into quarter goals, so that everybody sure. can see them. We have them posted yep. up yep. where we do our training and all that stuff. And then we used to like get them. You know, we used to have all these things that we would tell them to do. And it was like, well, we tell them to do this and then they would get better at this for a little bit. So then we would move on to this other thing. Oh, well, let's tell them to do this now. Right. And then after saying that enough times, they would get better at this. But then they'd get Mm -hmm. bad at that first thing again. Sure. There's just this cycle of continually going through. Yeah, sure. Hey, guys, for example, when you're at the house and you're done, ask the customer for a five-star review. If they do that, five-star reviews start going through the roof. Right. Mm-hmm. But then they forget to take pictures or they forget. <laughs> this other sure. Stuff, right? Yeah, sure. And so uh. we really, we asked ourselves the question like, okay, what is it that causes us to get a thousand reviews? What is it that causes us to get to five and a half million in revenue? Mm-hmm. What is it that causes us to get to 2000 active members? Like, mm-hmm. what are the things that the technicians do every single day that we just need them to do? Like the bare mm. minimum. Sure, what the, sure. What's the core of what we want them to accomplish? Mm-hmm. Um, and it boiled down to two things. Offer five-star service and charge accordingly. Hmm. That's it. How'd you, come to, how'd you come to those two things? Because if we can tell them, hey, offer five-star service, here's what it looks like. Charge accordingly, here's how. Right, if they're offering five star service, we're gonna get more mm-hmm. five star reviews. We're gonna get mm-hmm. more customers. We're gonna get more mm-hmm. referrals. We're gonna get more active members. Mm-hmm. And if they're charging accordingly for that five star service, we're gonna hit our five and a half million in revenue and beyond. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Okay. I understand. Yep. Yeah. And then going okay outside of the technicians, right? It's so easy to go to your technicians and be like, "You guys need to be asking for reviews. You guys need to be asking for reviews." Outside of our technicians, what else? Like, can we do anything else to help push these things forward? Because sure, the technicians yeah. already have a lot going on on their plate, right? Yeah, to, sure. To try to get them to do all these like ten million different things, they're going to yeah. do one of them and forget the rest. And then, you're, right. like I said, you're going to yell at them for one thing, and then they're <laughs> going to do that thing, but they're going to forget the rest. Yeah. And it's not that they don't care about your business. It's not that they don't want to be on board. It's that. They just have a lot going on, and it's a they lot, got a lot going on. Remember, right? And they're humans, and they got lives, and they got a, stuff happening. Exactly. So, 
so then we asked ourselves the question, okay, five-star reviews outside of our technicians. Can we come up with an automation to get more five-star reviews? Can we ask the customer more? So I went in and found out, hey, we're only texting the customer one time asking for a five-star review. Mm. So now we're texting them twice. We didn't have any email automation in place. Now we have an email automation for get to get mm. five-star reviews. Sure. So going in and thinking of those things, like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. continual refinement, right? Mm-hmm. How do we get these things to go? How do we refine these things? How do we make this better? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't even remember what we were talking about. The things that I've done to create a culture. Yeah. I think I think it really comes down to like, like those are the two things that I want my culture to be about. Mm-hmm. Come to work, have a good time, make lots of money yourself, live a good family life because you're not working super late, you're not working on weekends, you're getting paid well. Offer a five-star mm-hmm. service and charge the customer accordingly. Mm-hmm. That's really the culture that we want to build. Like it's you come to work and you are there mm, to sure, offer sure. a five-star service. And in doing so, we will make sure you have a great place to work and you will have an awesome job and you will have everything you need to do your job. And all my guys know that. It was right, yeah. For us, the refinement was really just breaking it down to these two core concepts. Mm-hmm. We were like, if we can just get them to do these two things, this company will do a lot better. Not that it's not doing good because it's doing really good, but it could always be better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Have you, have you sort of charted out how you're going to encourage your guys on those two steps? Yeah. I mean, we do training, you know, every Monday morning, every Thursday morning, Monday morning, we do kind of a short, you know, 15 to 30 minute training. Mm-hmm. Um, we go over kind of wins from the last week. So if somebody did something sure. really good, we make sure and let everybody know. Um, we go over kind of what we've got coming up this week, like future jobs, if anything's pre-scheduled or if anybody needs to go get any sure. parts, we come up with those things mm-hmm. just to stay ever, so everybody's on the same page. Right. And then, uh, you know, usually after that, we'll go over some sort of, you know, customer service, um, communication mm-hmm. kind of thing. And then Thursdays, we've been doing lots of technical training right? Um, and lots of customer service training. And yep. so, but it's kind of been all over the place. And so now with this new, new <laughs> idea of, okay, what does five-star service look like? Like, sure. Let's actually sit down. Let's define what this looks like for our guys. 100%. Sure. In, in relation to our goals. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, Mm -hmm. our goal is a thousand reviews. How do we get a thousand reviews? We offer five-star service. Right. This is, this is one way where we can offer five-star service. Um, and I leave that up to the general manager. So he'll, he might go through the week and be like, man, we're really lacking in this area or we could use improvement in this area. Sure. And Mm -hmm. he'll make that the training on Thursday. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. How could our five, how could our service get better? Even if it's Mm -hmm. at five stars, how can we make it? better than five stars yeah let's start let's start training our guys like what is that let's Mm -hmm. and he'll probably break those down into like core concepts right and then teach those core concepts rather than being you know all over the place completely confused yeah sure it's going to be this as simple as possible right yeah and i know i i preach that in a lot of areas in your business like let's keep this thing as simple as possible because 
and this is just like a prime example of it. You know, if if you're building a business and it's complex when you got a, like one or two guys, <laughs> wait till you get, you know, eight or nine or 10 guys in there and a general manager and a couple CSRs, that's a whole nother level of complexity. And if you start with complex, it's going to get really oh. complex. It's amazing to me how quick we make things complex. Like to me, like at least in my experience, my go-to is make it more complex. Yeah. And so you preach that a lot, but it's like really good that you preach that a lot. It's <laughs> because it's it's always something that I have to remind myself of constantly. Like I always run yeah. these things when I'm like, it's my uh, son <laughs> intruding. <laughs> Dad, I want to um, be in your podcast. No, he always got, I'll be on sales calls and the kids have this habit of they just bust in because they're always like after they get home from school and they uh -huh. bust in they're like, dad, what are you doing? And then they're all just like, I'm like, these are my children. They <laughs> live here with me. And so they just always do that. Um, but anyway, keeping things simple. It's like I always run that through like in my head when I'm like, OK, so I just like, for example, with Plum Social, I just made a bunch of spreadsheets to try to track a bunch of different things. And then I always mm -hmm. look at them like, OK, first off, are these even necessary? Because mm -hmm. sometimes we make things that aren't necessary and we just do them because we want to feel busy. And so yep. I sit there and I'm like, are these actually necessary? And then if I determine that they are, I go, okay, well, how can I make these easier? How can mm -hmm. I make these slimmer? Or are these actually looking at the right things? Or are they things yeah. that I think they need to be looking at and that they're actually not relevant? And right. yeah, complexity. What's the saying? There's a saying like complexity is the enemy of progress or something like that. Something like that. Yeah, but it's so true. So preaching it a lot is, I think, good because it's the first thing I forget. Yeah, I can't remember who told me they were like, keep it so simple, it's scary. Sure. Like, it seems like stupid simple. Like, yeah, like just absolutely like dumbfoundingly simple. And that's like where, again, to like bring this all the way back to the beginning of the conversation with like a collaborative team. That's why it's so important because... Mm -hmm. Where I think this is simple, I show it to you and you're like, dude, I don't even know what's going on here. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, no, dude, it's simple. Look at this. Yeah. And you just do this. You're like, I don't get it. And then that yep. tells me like, okay, this isn't simple. But if you don't have that and you just unleash complexity upon your guys, they'll smell it out in a heartbeat. Like in my experience, like releasing policy to a bunch of coworkers, yep. I can know in like 15 seconds if it's going to work or not because they look at me like, yeah. What do you, you want me to do? Me? <laughs> like, this seems like a weird play. And then one guy's like, what if you did this? And I'm like, oh, yeah. That's I didn't a good think idea. About that. Dang, <laughs> maybe we will do that. Let me hold on. Yep. I'll be right back. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And really, like, like, imagine trying to, like, if you've got something complex, trying to train your plumbers on it. You're going to spend all week training your plumbers on this complex system, right? And if it's simple, it's easier to manage. It's easier to train. It's easier all around. You don't have to be there. And then if you can set up like automations and things that run in the background, mm -hmm. that's like the ultimate simplicity, right? Something that you yeah. don't even have to think about. You set up once and then you don't think about it. That's probably the best. Yeah. Yeah. Especially nowadays where we can find more automations than we used to be able to find. Yeah. Like I, you know, I run a $5 million plumbing company or I own one. I don't even run it. But if, if anybody walked in the door of that plumbing company and I actually did a tour of the shop one time and because I wanted people to see how simple it is, like how it's not exciting. It's not fancy. 
it's you you would never guess that that business does that much revenue and that much profit mm. it would if you walked into the shop and you saw everything that we did and then i told you the revenue we did and the profit we made it would blow your mind right mm -hmm. or if oh. yeah the csr is working home and it's 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 very 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 simple yeah now, when you get into it, it gets a little more complex. But in reality, like those things aren't super complex, all the things that you don't mm -hmm. see. And I think mm -hmm. that's that's probably where most people miss. They like they can see the business, but then you get into all like the nitty gritty and the, the systems and all that stuff. And it gets a little more complex. But once you start to understand them, it really mm -hmm. isn't that bad. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, cool, man. Cool, man. Yeah, that was, that was helpful. Um, I think one of the biggest takeaways that I took was if you can create big goals for your company or yourself, then you reverse engineer them into their their parts and then you can start attacking the parts of that goal and then you'll achieve the goal. Whether that's through the 1% issue, like a rule that you're talking about yep. or whether it's through like, here's our, our big goals. What does this actually mean? And then how do we get there? And then you just timestamp it out and then you communicate that to your team. Yeah, man. Cool, dude. Thanks, Jared. Appreciate you, dude. See you, Holmes. See ya.